Good morning, good morning. This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the old Trailblazer, riding out old Dan this morning. Come on, Dan, let's go. Kind of frisky outside out there a little bit. Not too bad, though. But we old Trailblazers always happy to be outside where it's fresh and cool. But we're bringing you a study on the Antichrist, the coming of the Antichrist. And, and uh, but in an earlier broadcast, we, we brought you, where, where, where did Satan, where did, where did the Antichrist come from? Let me just refresh your memory a little bit. Satan, old Satan, Lucifer, was, a, was the highest archangel ever created by the Lord God of heaven. He was in heaven. He was the most beautiful thing that ever was. He led the worship of the angels. But sin entered into him. He wanted to aspire to be like God or be God, and he was cast out of heaven. But we saw now that Satan, <coughs> Satan is a father of the Antichrist. So that's who we're studying, the Antichrist, and we'll get into that more about We're looking at the, the, uh, how, how the Antichrist works and how the Antichrist deceives so many people, especially about salvation. We was looking there in our last study about children, how they're deceived into joining some church, being deceived. Yes, they tell you the children are saved because they're members of a church. That's right. But you know that seven out of eight children now quit Sunday school in tennis before they're 15 years old? Listen, this is due to the fact that they have no solid foundation to rest on. Let me tell you, folks, our only hope, and I, I, I have, I, I'm di- surely I'm discouraged. Our only hope is a spiritual awakening, and I don't see any evidence of it. I, I, I talk to preachers on the phone almost on a daily basis, weekly basis, and I asked them, I said, my friend, do you see a spiritual awakening in the in the future? No, no. I had a I had a man call me from St. Louis, Missouri. We here at the Old Trailblazers broadcast we we preach the sovereignty of God and the election of God and the predestination of God. But he knew that, and he called me and he said, Pastor Pendarvis. He said, I'm a black, sovereign grace preacher. I said, well, great. Good to know you, my friend. How many how many people you got coming to church? He said, I got 14. 14 members, Pastor. They had 14. I said, well, if you told me you had three or four hundred, I'd say you didn't know anything about the sovereignty of God because folks just don't want the sovereignty of God. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it preached. They won't go where it's preached. But anyhow, he and I made friends, and we're friends. But listen, these folks... Uh, these folks have no solid foundation to rest on, and uh, let me let me let me see let me say who they are by nature, what they are by nature. They never seen that, and the judgment they're under. They don't know anything about the judgment. I, I, well, let me let me deviate just a minute. Folks don't read the Bible anymore. You know the Scripture says, "Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free." I tell my folks, if you don't ever read the Bible, you won't ever get saved. If you don't know, never read God's words, read it and study it, you won't ever get saved. Let's put it like that. You don't have any danger of ever getting saved. Now, I tell my folks, I'm, I'm a realist. I believe in reality. You've got you to gotta know the truth or you'll never be saved. That's one of God's uh, uh, dogmatic statements. Listen, our only hope today is a spiritual awakening with an old-time Holy Ghost uh, conviction. And that's the only thing that will break up the human heart. And let me see who they are by nature. Listen, 
What the, unless you see who they are by nature and what they are by nature and the judgment that they're under. Folks don't believe that they're under judgment. The Bible says the soul that sinneth it shall die. The Bible said after that the judgment. Listen, my friend, folks don't know. Folks just don't know. They don't want to know. Lord, Lord, let me ask you. My prayer is, Lord, pour out your spirit of prayer and supplication upon us here, us poor souls, until we begin to weep with bitterness of soul or as mourneth over our firstborn. One mourneth over his firstborn. The spirit of Christ working in the heart of a born-again believer expresses itself in prayer, Bible study, testimony meeting for Christ, telling how God saved them. Can you tell how the Lord saves you? The Bible tells us to always be ready to give an account of the hope that we have within us. Can you do that, my friend? I'm not talking about a long-winded thing. I'm just talking about, do you know the Lord? How and when did the Lord save you? Oh, but listen, listen. And uh, that will create some strength, some atmosphere of, of his life wholesale. He is constantly giving himself what he has. He makes Christ known to others to relieve the needy and to spread the gospel. Go forth and spread the gospel. You know, the Bible tells us, Go ye into all the ends of the earth and spread the gospel. And we here at Radio Missions is doing that thing. We have the Internet now, which most folks are maybe not familiar with. We're preaching around the world. You can hear my broadcast, this broadcast this morning in Beijing, China, if you want to. We got we got list, We have listeners in the U.K. and in Ireland and Northern Ireland and England and, uh, and Switzerland over there, places, other places I can't remember right this minute. But listen, the major emphasis in a Christian's believer is his life in Christ. In him crucified, he's looking for Christ to come again and for a city which has foundation, whose builder and maker is God. Oh, my friend, a pilgrim and a stranger. That's what the Apostle Peter said. We're still strangers and pilgrims. This world is not our home. I tell folks, folks kind of come to me with some sorrow about how everything is. I said, listen, this is not our home. We're just passing through. Can you believe that? We're just passing through, my friend. <laughs> the spirit of the Antichrist working in the hearts of the children of disobedience leads leads those individuals who have missed Christ to be taken up with things and doing things, going, never hear them talk about the Lord. It is their program that they are putting over. That's a vast difference in the two when you see it. But the individual who is not saved does not see it because he's blinded. The scriptures tell us that we're blinded by Satan. So Christ and the Antichrist both have a work to do. They do work. They put out a, 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 put a job, as we'd say. Now let's go a step further and show you from God's word that the Lord Jesus Christ has a gospel. And the Antichrist has a gospel. Now, I want you to listen. Let's turn to Romans 1.16, and you'll find these words. Romans 1.16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. Oh, listen now. Listen. That word gospel, what does it mean? Good news. It means good news. 
It may be uh, just slang to some people, but it's good news to a lost sinner. Good news to everyone that believes it. Now, we're told here that the gospel of Christ is one thing and one thing only, according to 1 Corinthians 15, 1, 4. Christ died for the sinners, according to the scriptures, was buried and rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. Christ died as a sinner's substitute, was buried as the sinner's scapegoat, arose as a believer's justifier. This is the gospel of Christ, and it is good news to a guilty sinner. It's not good news to anyone else. It's good news to a lost sinner. Could I ask you, have you ever been lost? Can you go back to the time and the place when you took your place? Listen now. When you took your place, Lord, I'm lost. Lord, I'm lost. Can you do that, my friend? That's, that's one, of the, one of the main things that a sinner can do who knows the Lord. He can go back to the place, the time and place, not necessarily the date and the hour. We're not talking about that. But listen, <coughs> listen, my friend. Christ died for sinners according to the Scripture. This is the gospel of Christ. It is the good news to a guilty sinner and not good news to anyone else. It's good news to lost sinners. I can't emphasize that too much. It is not good news to one who's not lost. If you've never been awakened to the fact that you're lost, hopelessly lost, according to Luke 19.10 and Psalms 107, the gospel of Christ is not good news to you. you. Listen, if you cannot go back to the time when you were lost, took your place before Christ as a lost, doomed, damned sinner, you're not saved. Now, I stake my eternal destiny on that, my friend. And the gospel is not a deliverance for you. It is a deliverance from Satan, a deliverance from the power of darkness, a deliverance from sin, a deliverance from self. Get that, self. Until you are awakened and brought to see that you're lost, bound by Satan, bound by sin, a child of Satan, deliverance does not mean one thing to you. But when you're brought there, when you see yourself utter helplessness to do one thing about it, you will cry unto the Lord in your trouble, and he will deliver you from your distresses. Psalms 107. And that deliverance becomes real, my friend. It's a reality. We have a little booklet here by Pastor Shelton, The Reality of Christ. I'll be glad to send it to you, free and postpaid, if you write me or email me. Listen now. Then you're taken up with Christ as your deliverer, your Lord, and your Savior, the one who came to rescue you and save you for his sake. That in, that's the reason that salvation does not mean anything to the average individual. That is the reason that gospel is not good news to most people because they know nothing about their sinful condition. They've never been awakened, never seen themselves hopelessly lost under under the spirit under the holy spirit's work my friend what is the work of the holy spirit to awaken souls oh my friend well, i ask my folks here i tell folks here at this ministry the greatest need we have is that the holy spirit would move in our midst and awaken our folks our families our children now let's compare and contrast the gospel of the antichrist with the gospel of christ we have just a minute or two and we'll get started Let's turn there and I'll read Galatians 1, 6 and 7. He says, I marvel that you are so soon removed 
from him that called you into the grace of Christ into another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you, that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Any, let me read that again. Let me read that again. But though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel, the gospel of decisionism, the gospel is baptism for salvation, the baptism John is a church, the gospel of John is some, what, 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 how did you get saved, my friend? You saved? Can you tell me how you got saved? Can you tell me that you're trusting the Lord? Are you trusting where you was baptized back there when you were 10 or 12 years old, maybe? Or maybe some heart tear-jerking sermon got you to come on down to the front, and they made over you. Oh, my friend, listen. But this is the old Trailblazer broadcast. I'm happy to be with you day by day. We'll be back tomorrow with another broadcast. We hear every morning at the same time, same station. And I would like to hear from you. If you hear, if you, if you, uh, I'd like to hear from you. Whether you take issue with what I'm saying or not, I won't fuss with you. I don't want to argue with anybody. But I've told folks maybe we're not exactly you believe just exactly like. But if you get to heaven, and I get to heaven, we'll kiss and make up. Won't that be good? But listen, my friend, this is the Old Trailblazer, Pastor Pendarvis. Remember, my mailing address is the Old Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And also remind you of our Radio Missions Radio that we have here. You go there at our website, radiomissions.org. Look us up, Radio Missions Radio, and you'll find how to go there seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Remember... My mailing address, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana. You folks up there in Kalamazoo and Real No, drop me a car and let me know if you're listening. And uh, you folks out there in San Francisco, California, and uh, and over down in, in Corpus Christi, Texas. Let me hear from you, brethren. Some of you call me, write me, tell me you're listening to these new broadcasts that we're putting out. Remember my phone number, air code 225-664-8658. May the Lord's richest blessings rest upon you till we meet again. Goodbye.